And so it begins. The whole of his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive on a space station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stalker. He's totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Rario drama queen. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack. Where I have been, damn it. Hey, <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey Sinclair. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. And we know that IKEA survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. Now <laughs> 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 oh, he's a dead robber. Jack the Ripper knew it was there. Go on. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm in. I'm Heidi. And I'm Beth. Uh, we are guestless today. It's just us this time. Hope everyone's oh, great weekend. If you're celebrating this weekend, was it Canada Day, Independence Day? Really, I just hope Byron isn't scaring everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, blame it on Byron. We might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are here to discuss episode three of season five, The Paragon of Animals. But first, an ISN special report. This is an ISN we received word from Babylon 5 that all members of the new Interstellar Alliance has signed off on the Alliance's Declaration of Principles. When reached for comment, President Sheridan said, It was not easy, but I'm glad that it's done, although we do have modifications that each world must sign off on. This has been an ISN News Update. On a quest for domination, evil sorcerers from another land tore apart the barriers between our worlds, and the release of magical energy burned the earth. Ten years later, a young woman named Skylar took control of the magic and used it to stop them and seal the rift. Earth was saved. Or so it seemed. Now, a new threat rises. Though the rift was closed, sorcerers from that distant land still live in our world, and the greatest of them, Embryal, has vowed to open a new rift. Helping him is Cassandra, a dark reflection of Skylar, who is devoted to him heart and soul. Will Skylar's magic be enough to stop them? And when she finally comes face to face with Cassandra, will she use her power against someone she so easily could have become? Written by Justin R. McCumber and published by Crescent Moon Press, A Broken Magic is the second book in the Born of Fire series. Skylar's adventure began in 2012 with a minor magic, and now it continues as Skylar once again pits herself against powers older and stronger than she is. Amy Dale, author of Off With Her Heart, says, Justin McCumber's Born of Fire series follows a very unique storyline, and I love that it doesn't feel just like every other book I've read. He has an amazing way of developing a universe that you can see. I am excited for what more is to come from Mr. McCumber. And Philippa Valentine, author of Wraith and Hunter and Fox, declares, 
Justin McCumber knows how to master both action and character. His writing takes you to places you'll want to go. A Broken Magic is available in print and ebook from Amazon and Barnes and Noble. To learn more about the author, please visit him at justinmacumber.com and facebook.com forward slash Justin R. McCumber. The Paragon of Animals originally aired February 4th, 1998. It was directed by Mike Vehar. I think he did in the beginning, maybe. Oh, Mike Vehar, he's um, a long-time director. Yeah. As I think by... uh, we came up with Vehard. Yeah. Means to Molestar or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's written by JMS. Uh, so let's get started with the Yeah, recap. we get, get closer to that one episode he, he hasn't written. <laughs> Looking forward to I it. Bet it's the, I bet it's the series finale. What do you think, Beth? <laughs> It'll be the one I like the best. I just know it. <laughs> It'll be so bad. So, we start off the episode with an alliance meeting. People want their damn technology now. <laughs> you gotta give us our technology. Oh, this is kind of predictive, really is. It's 20 years ago, and yeah, everyone wants their technology now, damn it. <laughs> like the Promises. spell checker. <laughs> yeah. Um, we gotta wait for uh, everyone to sign off on the Declaration of Principles, and they're arguing, can't legislate of morality. Of and the Centauri signed it. Um, Garibaldi wants to meet with Sheridan later because, and when they do meet, well, he talks to Sheridan later. He says, this might not be the right time to push for this, but Sheridan wants to, and whatever Garibaldi wanted can wait till later. Well, I don't know what the um, repercussions would be if these worlds signed it and, like, is there a court system? Like, who's legislating this? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's pretty much lip service, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's kind of. I mean, okay, they're called the old system, the EU, but the EU has a whole thing of uh, the Human Right Convention on Human Rights, and, you know, that's still enforceable by the EU itself, even though it, it's something that the EU um, wrote and had people sign. Right, but they have like a, a court and everything. It is separate. I suppose the Court of Human Rights is separate from the uh, not the EU, the um, United Nations. So technically they would have to set up a separate system as well. Just interesting. They pressure um, you into complying. <laughs> what they want you to, I guess. Kind of like they did in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the little gun-to-the-head motion that Garibaldi did. <laughs> That's me, like, in meetings. When <laughs> oh, for sure. When people are looking, <laughs> look, I just look across at somebody. Uh, kill me now. Yeah. Um. I don't like Sheridan's beard. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... It's very dyed, like like his hair and his beard are dyed a darker color than they were, and it's very, it's just different. It's <laughs> it's off putting. It's off putting. It's almost like um, Bizarro Sheridan, you know, it's like darker thinner. hair. I don't know. 
I don't know. Thinner a little bit than she was like in the last season. Well, he has to eat Dylan's cooking. Lanier's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the beard is slimming. And we go to some. He gets no sleep. <laughs> yeah, sleep on that. Bed. Yeah, on that slanted bed. <laughs> All the weight has gone to his legs. <laughs> yeah, is that good for circulation to sleep like that no <laughs> oh yeah we had a discussion about this last week yes okay, we did we talked about this um uh so we go to some planet getting the crap kicked out of them but a ranger arrives all jedi like and he's gonna take their story to the alliance at beef uh, i couldn't take this really seriously because um one guy was calling out for Meerkat and I just couldn't get out the um compare the Meerkat my head. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether you had the uh compare the Meerkat adverts in the US. Because it's for comparethemarket.com dot com. Uh and they just do they've had this for years, this on running um campaign with me a Meerkat and it went from just meerkats to this one in particular meerkat, and now it's kind of he's got a group of friends around him, and it's kind of the adverts Is are he kind wearing, of more like a little robe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meerkats live twelve to fourteen years in captivity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <get> a pet <laughs> meerkat. <laughs> Only if you get a warthog too. Okay, at least we'll love those. Um. So <laughs> we have the opening credits, and after that, the important people was just just it's Lando, Jakar, and Sheridan, Duran. The important people they're discussing a plan, um, and yeah, Jakar is trying to make his declaration more appealing to the Drazi. Is this where he <laughs> says his muse? I was talking to them. yeah, yeah. JMS pointed out that when he said my muse is speaking to me, that's when his name showed up in the credits. Ah. Uh, um, who showed up in the credits when Garibaldi was talking about writers? <laughs> that's, yeah, <I> thinking, <laughs> that's definitely a writer line. I mean, definitely <laughs> a shot at writers. Um, uh, yeah, so Garibaldi tells him he wants to another means of gathering info besides the rangers. He wants to use telepaths. If everyone else uses them, we might as well. Yeah, yeah. he's describing the rep- telepaths as weapons here. Yeah, These can't go well. Yeah, especially <laughs> considering we've seen that whole thing up from the future. Yeah, I didn't like how Sheridan was like, we know there's a crisis coming between normals and telepaths. Like, <laughs> that's not good storytelling. <laughs> wanted to evolve naturally. Um... One day this week, I was driving, I was leaving home, and I saw a license plate with the word TEEP on it, T-E-E-P. It's like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> is this a wow. telepath in front of me? Uh, uh, yeah. Control your thoughts. <laughs> you know, press that road, road rage, press that road rage. <laughs> I didn't mean that word I thought about you. <laughs> um, it's interesting that, you know, Earth hadn't officially used telepaths for information gathering. You'd think they would have. Ah, uh, the phrase there was officially. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know cycles spying on other governments. It just isn't telling people about it. Psychor, sure. But Psychor is like... 
It's like its own organization. It's not affiliated with the government, right? Technically, it's affiliated with the government. It's it's a government branch of, you know, to, that covers telepaths, but it's its own organization in its own right nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you know, theoretically, it's part of the government. You know. Uh, um. So, <clears throat> Garibaldi goes to talk to Byron to ask them. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I really, really didn't want to go along with everyone here on hating Byron, but every time on he's on screen, and most of the people around him as well, I, I just really dislike them. Yeah, like the if way that was... one lady was circling Garibaldi Ugh. or something. Like, what was she doing? I don't know. If it was just him, it wouldn't be so bad. But it's all of them. I don't Eesh. understand what they're doing. It's like some weird... Worse than the Gaius Baltar stuff. It's just... Ah, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But that scene with Lita is awful. <sighs> oh, God. They're ruining it. <laughs> <sighs> They're ruining the size stuff for me. It's getting really bad. I don't understand. I mean, I get that they're they're silent because they're talking to each other. Okay, yeah, they're passing messages, I guess. But they're so passive aggressive. Why do they all have to have long hair? Because <laughs> it was nineteen ninety eight. Look <laughs> at people like that. Why? Why does a woman have to go up and? start stroking him when he's talking to Garibaldi. Why does that have to happen? Hmm. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it at I'll all. Just, why do they have to have long hair? Why does do they have to have long, well-kept hair? Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it, they're just not even paying attention to the fact they're living in brown sector. They spend all their time focusing on their hair and their thoughts. It's like why yeah, well, maybe that's what Byron meant by offering their services. <laughs> really? Hey, Silas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, good. hair salon. Nice. <laughs> I mean, Lita's hair was looking particularly shiny this week, and I, I now know why. Well, she... yeah, but she's not actually embraced the whole cult yet, so... Not yet, it... but it's... A, it's a, it's an indication. It's That's a, the first step. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> you have to have nice hair. Um, yeah, I, I did. It uh, was a little interesting about what he was saying about how they have to make an effort not to hear thoughts. It's like the default is they hear everything. But is that like all size or is that like really powerful size or what? The impression I got was most size, so not size that I say P1 or P2 but anything probably P3 and above probably have to do that which seems like they're changing the rules now yeah I feel like we should have known more about this before because if they literally can't help themselves like in some respects then you'd think there'd be more I don't know like they wouldn't want Bester to come on the station and all that stuff well I mean I think a lot of this is kept secret from mundanes by the psychor, and you know these are, oh. you know these these are runaways essentially. Yeah, psychor, they're probably taught to you know to block everyone's thoughts out, but these people don't care. They're not psychor. 
Yeah, and they're also probably say, probably say to everyone, and don't let the mundanes know about this. Because he, if you slip up, they can't call you on it. The girl in season one accidentally overheard uh, the location of the body. Oh, yeah. And then there's um, also, uh, what's it, Talia in the um, lift with Galvaldi. You know, Galvaldi was always letting thoughts slip out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Funny way to think of it. So, I mean, now we, we. probably learning that she probably heard more of Galvaldi's thoughts than we thought at the time, you know. <laughs> so, after this, White Star 90 comes to back to the station all beat up, and that ranger from earlier is taking the med lab and he's trying to warn them. Okay, well, Franklin cannot keep his hand off his face, let's just say that. <laughs> Franklin's said, you know, he didn't say anything, but he specifically did try to say something. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> his hands are probably covering his mouth. <laughs> um, Poor handsome ranger. Why did he have yeah. to die? There was one shot of him, like, really close up that made me think of Michael C. Hall. But, oh. Uh, um, so I, I looked down for a minute, and then I looked up, like, that's not Michael C. Hall, is it? But it was him. Of course not. Um, so the ranger's in a coma, probably has a few hours. Delin wants justice. What did she say? From a higher calling or something? I'm not I sure exactly. Remember. I just have a, a note. Court. Get out of his face, Franklin! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. Even Delen here said we need a telepath. Yeah, I mean, they, they have this benefit. They should probably use it for good so happened to all those Minbari telepaths they had oh yeah they're gone <laughs> Lita reads the ranger's mind and finds out what happened and we hear that <laughs> guy from earlier telling them about the raiders that come twice a year and take whatever they want but this time they're going to fight the raiders so just keep oh well they did give away their food and so the raiders are mad Mm. This guy, how'd you like this guy's storytelling? Oh, if you do awful. not come, we will die. Terrible. <laughs> so Lita is in the guy's mind when he dies, and Franklin comes and pronounces him dead. <laughs> what did you make of this whole deathbed scene? It was a white. Wasn't there some show where, um, when people died, like a door opened and they had to go through? Is that being human? Yeah, I think so. Except it was like the ghosts, the door would appear to them and then they were gone. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's something about. Yeah, he went towards, he went into the light. I don't know. It, it was. I think it could look slightly more inviting than static, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. The thing is, I think, you know. Blame it on the special effects at the time and kind of the limits of that ranger's imagination. (laughs) (laughs) At least, like, have some, like, really yummy chocolate cake or something so that it's okay, yeah, I want to go there. Exactly. Ranger heaven. (laughs) Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, I will go. (laughs) There you go. Or 
Or or have Jeff at the other end kind of them. <laughs> oh gosh. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is their god. And then they'll just be like, Valen! <laughs> <laughs> I like how Franklin pronounced him dead. I'd be really amusing to tell us. Um... Let me touch his face and find out. <laughs> yeah, so Delin explains to them that those people are the Infili. In Drazi space, but the Drazi leave him alone. Um, Sheridan knows this is going to involve a firefight, but they got to help because they said they would help. Just wish he knew how many white stars to send. And then it's like, send them all or however many we can afford. Yeah, and then she started talking about Dukat and how he was like, if you scare people enough, you won't have to fight. And I'm, all I'm thinking is, Delenn ordered the genocide of humans. <laughs> Should we be taking military advice from her? I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, Sheridan's kind of done his own fair share of mass murder. Sheridan? <laughs> yeah. They're made for each other. I mean... Um. I mean, okay, Kelly wouldn't chip in the... Um, yeah, I don't think you could equate the it, two. It, no, he's done other stuff as well. I mean, the so whole thing of Zach uh, is technically his fault. But he did Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you could equate the two at all. Sheridan killing a ship that was trying to, to attack Earth and then trying to blow up the Zaha Doom that was trying to annihilate everybody? Oh, uh, no, not at that point it wasn't. Oh, no, I'm I'm thinking of two different points. Because he used his uh, thermonuclear device to blow up a city, yes. But he also was responsible for the planet being blown up because he deliberately went there. Oh, that was weird. Uh, I'm not sure that you can say that. Like, he didn't even know what was going to happen. Okay, okay. Um... Yeah, they're going to send the White Stars to a rendezvous point. And Sheridan goes to talk to the Drazi ambassador, who I believe is played by Kim Strauss. Um, yeah, we've, we've seen him as the Drazi before, I believe. Yeah. First time we've the seen Drazi. First time we've seen Drazi quarters, though. Did <gasps> I you like them. see him out purple there? Yeah, and pink. Well, I'm, I'm specifically uh, mentioning purple because that must mean purple one. Ah, uh, okay. No green. No green. You know, he is the Drazi ambassador for the purple government. Uh, Maybe the green government is nicer. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you you do have two Drazi ambassadors on the station. Maybe you, one of them is the purple ambassador, one of them is the green ambassador. Oh, I forgot. When he called CNC, that was Clarence on the phone, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. And then he starts yeah, talking in so. riddles. We're gonna blah blah blah. Well, well, uh, what's the, the order? Of the bully on the playground. Yeah. <laughs> okay, specifically, what are you talking about? Yeah, but Clarence is used to those sorts of explanations. <laughs> it... Could we at least have seen Clarence's pretty face? Where are you, Clarence? It's only episode three, but we haven't seen you since the first episode. <laughs> yeah, we need I mean, um, what's the name wasn't in this either? Lockley. Yeah. <clears throat> Who? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen her know. since the first episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> or Zach, really. We didn't see him. Well, we know we saw him last week. Yeah, so 
basically when it's not got anything to do with the station, we've not seen the people actually run the station. Dude. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what kind of decisions do they make? I guess they're all alliance decisions. And, no luck, we... Um, yeah, so the Drazi said they'll help if they can, and they're going to wait at the rendezvous point. And when he's leaving, uh, I hated this shot. This, this Byron... Yeah. Just staring at him. He's standing <laughs> obviously. I mean, uh, if Lita didn't go to Byron, was Byron going to just sit on that information? I think so. Cause he yeah. Don't care about. Byron sucks. I, yeah, I don't care if um, thousands of people die. I don't care if a whole fleet of White Star ships gets um, decimated by the Drazi. What a dick! So Garibaldi. Um, finds Lita, and I think when I first watched this episode, I, I like didn't. I think I somehow missed the part where he died and she was like reading his mind. Oh right! Like I was like, Lita looks like she's in a really bad mood. Or, like, what's wrong with Lita? <laughs> no, I mean, I, re- I really feel bad for Lita during this episode. Yeah. She goes through some awful stuff, you know. Yeah, she, yeah, she's just sitting at the table, staring off. It's like, what's wrong with her? But yeah, Garibaldi wants her to. Go talk to Byron and try to get him. <sighs> yeah, but you're skipping over a key bit of information about deathbed scans and yeah, stuff. Gonna... Yeah, so she agrees, but uh, b- before she talked about why uh, or what it's like to die in someone's mind, like you're never quite whole again because the part of you goes cold. And yeah, rumor is that's what happened to Bester. He like went too deep as he was trying to find out what's on the other side. But also that he act now he actively seeks out deathbed scans. I wasn't sure if she was saying that he what he did. He used but to that's seek out rumor. deathbed scans. The rumor is that he seeks out deathbed scans, and this is why that one day he delved too deep. And the story she tells about her first deathbed scan and. Maybe stuff behind the rumours about Bester are gone into in the first cycle book. Sorry, the first, sorry, the second cycle book. So the we weren't cycle. supposed to know what that first deathbed scan was. No, we don't know. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was trying no. to remember. Are her eyes always that black? Uh, I didn't notice they were black. Um, I must have missed that. They were very, very dark. Hmm. I don't think they always look like that. Yeah, they seemed unnaturally dark. Um, like, all black, basically. And what is the uniform she's wearing? The green with the black? with like? Uh, I, I think it's some sort of um, blazer, but, uh, you know, the, a, a uh, top that passes up. But it's it's just a more formal look now she's employed by Cycle. She... It's a business suit, I think, really more than anything. She's employed by Psycho. Uniform. Slaves. She's part of Psycho again, remember? So. No, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of her deal because she couldn't get any work unless she. Yeah. She was broke. She agreed that they would. She would let them study her body when she died. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so Jakar, this was kind of weird. I was like, where are they going? Where are they going with this? But Jakar, they just show Jakar riding and then they go to Sheridan having trouble sleeping. Was that bear kind of small or is just my imagination? Mm, well, at least I noticed. Yeah, exactly. It looked, it looked flat and comfortable, so. <laughs> Apparently, Jakar has left an updated scroll on Sheridan's doorstep, and Delenn and Sheridan read it. Yeah, that was okay. weird. Well, like, that scene of Jakar was, like, three seconds long. It was very quick. <laughs> uh, personally, I really like um, what Jakar has written here. It, I mean, I don't always remember it, you know... When I go back and do a rewatch, I definitely do, but it, it, it's a sentiment that I kind of have tried to keep close. I wasn't really paying attention because I was enjoying the montage. <laughs> I love a good montage. Oh, uh, but the dialogue <laughs> that goes with it is just, yes, it's, it's, it's at the core of, you know, be kind to each other, you know. <laughs> It, it's essentially that's what it says. We should be kind to another, one another because essentially there's no differences between us. What was the montage? Oh, it was Jakar going through quarters and it was Franklin writing that letter to the parents of the ranger. Oh, yeah, the spell check. It's, yeah, it's on the spell check. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> um but that's it. Like, it's not really, like, anything specific. It's just, like, kind of vague in terms of, like, what they're agreeing to. Am I wrong on that? Well, kind of. But you know how you got to the famous part of the Declaration of Independence and then there's a load of other stuff beneath it that well, doesn't usually get quoted? That's kind of the impression I get with this. Is that this is the part that sounds really good that makes yes. people we the people um, yeah, yeah that makes people really get behind it and then there's all the stuff afterwards that's like oh, <laughs> okay yeah we'll do that fifteen maybe. yeah yeah essentially um blah, blah, blah. um <laughs> leader does go to see Byard and he's kind of in oh, <laughs> I mean. I, uh, am, I, am I right in thinking this? What he does here is almost the definition of negging. What's that? Um, well, I'd have to actually look it up properly, but the impression I get is negging is essentially um, verbally abusing someone and then twisting the words to make them think you're being kind to them, whereas wow. actually you're you're just as abusive as anyone else. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he was definitely an ass hat. Yeah, low grade insults meant to undermine the self confidence of a woman so she might be more vulnerable to your advances. Advances. Yes, that is essentially what Byron's doing to Lita here. Hmm. Yeah, so he's, um, basically, um,. Telling her she deserves better than what she's getting. And he actually said the episode title in this scene. Yeah, we quoted the, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Like, do you think was. he memorized that so he could just use it as his, like, cult, you know? Yeah, like, it really, it really uh -huh. feels to me like this is what he does to kind of get people aboard, or at least just the women on board. Oh, Byron's doing the speech again. <laughs> 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 All right, that's what they're thinking. Um, 
He said that they're better than humans, so I want to point that out. Oh, yes, but he also... He he says that the problem with humans is that it's all about ego, and I kind of wrote, yes, it's ego, Byron, your ego. Did, uh, speaking of these speeches, did we already... Was it in the scene before when Sheridan says that Jakar is better at making speeches than him? Yeah. That's in the um, couple of episodes ago, yeah. No, he yeah. said it when no, Lynn asked him to read, oh. read the scroll. Okay. That's right. Yes, he okay. does. Yes, he does. So, Sorry, yeah, I was, I was thinking, like... I was thinking I was like, about when right. he asked to write it. Yeah, no, when he wants... When Delenn wants him to read it, that's right. Um, oh. Yeah, and he said that. I was like... Hmm. Yep. See, at least he's figured it out. He is not the great <laughs> speech maker that he wants to be. Yeah. He's does a decent Lando impersonation, but yeah, it was okay. It was, it was not bad. Yeah, yeah, that was alright. So you could see the whole idea JMS had about um, him playing Lando in the um, weird dream sequence. Oh, and uh, I'd like to point out that Byron inappropriately touched Lita um, when she was sitting down and he was kneeling by her and he put his hands on her lap. That's not that's not appropriate, Byron. That no, is no. very inappropriate. And she moved away, too. Byron's just not appropriate. Let's put it that way. Yeah. you think he would, like, learn boundaries from having to uh, listen I, to people's I, minds. I but... think we've got a new leader in an inappropriate touching. Wow. So Franklin is slacking off. Franklin <laughs> <laughs> needs to grow his hair out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see Franklin with long flowing hair now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw some pictures of his children, and yes, they do that kind of like afros, really long hair just coming out. <laughs> I wish I could grow my hair like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Franklin um, needs more hair for sure. Um, so yeah, he agrees he's gonna give two of his telepaths to Garibaldi to train. And I don't trust him. <laughs> as a show of good faith, he's gonna tell her what he saw in the Drosy Ambassador's mind. It's a trap. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Lita passes this on. Apparently, the Drosy gave the Raiders weapons in return. They get some of the spoils. Oh, drowsy, drowsy, drowsy. Yeah, pretty bad. So they're not going to wait at the rendezvous point. They're going to send the white stars to the Infili? Yeah, Infili. To the Infili homeworld. And he actually thanks Lita for helping him. He he does, you know. I think, you know, (laughs) it's often overlooked that Sheridan does actually think of Lita as a human, you know. Uh, some others might not. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't just like use her for her abilities and then, yeah, you know, treat her like crap. But she still went to <laughs> see Byron at the end. Well, yeah, that's well, what we're talk about you, because she walked past the council chambers whilst they yeah. were having a council meeting and just, oh, I'm all alone out here. They left and they didn't invite me. That's what? Where, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it when we get there because I have questions. Yeah, we're, Oh uh, yeah, um so the Infili see the white stars arrive up in Oh the this sky. this is the worst bit of dialogue. What did he say? I he thought he... it was uh, Look me cat come look me cat, I thought it was stars. <laughs> it is not it is it is Rangers or something like that. It is just really awful. 
Uh, he was actually talking to a meerkat when he said <laughs> <laughs> Meerkat turns, yeah. Uh, this actor was terrible. I mean, really. He was. You yeah. can't find anybody better. Nobody. That was just pretty bad. I did not care what happened to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so in the Alliance meeting, uh, long story short, they, they were just... You think this guy would have picked up on that they knew something? Did he pick up on it before... They said it, or I mean, he was freaking out. But they're like, "Yeah, we got word that something might be happening, and there's no chance of this happening." Well, I mean, this. he should have picked it up right when Sheridan said, "Especially the draft ambassador here. He should see this." Yeah, we want you to sit right up here and talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't so, know. It was yeah, it was. It was bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was kind um, of a satisfying scene, though. But do you? Are. But it. But I guess they hadn't told the other ambassadors because it seemed like they were just learning like of it. it. Yeah. They yeah. wanted to make a statement, though. They wanted to say, "Look, we're we're putting our foot down here. We're protecting these people who want who want to be a member of our alliance. And they're just one small world. Look what we're doing for just one small world." Think about what we we we'd do if you'd sign this alliance for you. You know, we'll protect you in a war. But if you mess, us, if you screw us over, it, like the Drazi are doing here, we'll you know we'll go to war. You know, we'll stump you out. I was surprised that the Drazi would have been able to lure them into a trap and kill. I mean, and destroy all the White Stars. That's pretty powerful. Uh, well, they would have tried. That's what I think. And if the White Stars were caught unawares, the casualties would be fairly high, but I don't think they'd win. You know, I don't think the Drazi would win in the end. But then they would have been found out. Yeah. So they... But, this. Yeah, sorry. I'll just, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Drazi are that smart. <laughs> that speciesist right there. Yeah, what are you saying, Ian? <laughs> now we've seen the white stars kick a lot of butt, and they, they would have had to have like so many ships if they wanted to defeat the white stars. Yeah, they they had a few, but they didn't have enough to beat white stars. I don't think. But yeah, I mean the white stars. You think about like they went up against the shadows, and yeah, I feel like I feel like it's. I'm not sure exactly what word I'm trying to think of, but I feel like it is uh, making them a lot less powerful. Yeah, you actually their are. power level. Because you've established how powerful they are, and so now to say, oh well, yeah, these guys can point out. So okay, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know their power level, and maybe maybe if the white stars have been rushed off the assembly line and just been made too quickly, they're less powerful. But I don't buy that. Yeah, it's kind of like on Buffy where the vampires are sometimes, like, super difficult to kill, and then other times, mm-hmm. like, Xander can kill or, them. Or, or I'm going <laughs> yeah. to... Right, spoiler for season seven here, spoiler for season seven, but the Uber Vamps... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, their power level was nerfed really quickly. Uh-huh. I, I, it was really hard to kill one, and then in the finale... People with no power to kill them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the music. Oh, the music. I know. Was... It doesn't matter. It's amazing. No, that was epic. That really was epic. 
<laughs> but no, I totally get what you're saying, yeah. I like that we see the uh, Drazi ships turn around in hyperspace, and I started singing Total Eclipse of the Heart when I was watching this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the uh, great and valiant battle crack. Run away! <laughs> um, yeah, and Lita's looking at, she passes by, sees how happy everyone looks, and this was just supposed to reinforce how much she felt like an outsider. I don't get it, though. Yeah, I don't get it either. She's not like she's supposed to yeah, be involved um, in that kind of stuff. And remember, uh, had she forgotten that, Sheridan thanked her and said, "You're the one responsible for making this happen." Yeah, what did she want? Like she wanted to be in there. I don't get it. I mean, you would think she'd be happy that her news was a success. Yeah, but this proves that you know Byron's got in her head. And it didn't so, mean that, but, but yeah. I take it from it. your your guys's comments that my my pet theory of her trying to find out what Byron's up to to help the alliance is probably not correct. Well, that might still be true. Because <laughs> I thought maybe she was like, oh, you know, this can really do some good. You know, maybe I should make sure that they're not going to be. I don't know. I wish that was the case. That would be better. Yeah. It would be really nice. It's just... I don't trust Byron. This is the thing. Uh, uh, it's, because Lita's been really strong, and to have her... have her be sucked in by a cult leader that quickly is just... to me, it undermines a little bit her... the strength that she's shown. I really, really hope that by the... Uh, but the um, things can go better. It's, I can't say anything because uh, Byron. <laughs> Byron. You know what? You know, Beth. Uh, <laughs> normally, in a case like this, uh, where a show has been going on this long, and then things start to get a little sloppy, you would blame the writers who are not the showrunner or like the showrunner would change or something. Mm-hmm. But this is all JMS. And so I'm like, hmm. What was you he see, doing the, at the this, time? This is His why, notes got stolen by the maid. This, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is why I can only think that JMS works best when he's planned out what he's going to do. And when he's got to, when he's got less time to plan, things don't quite come together. Mm-hmm. It's and yeah. it's it's this one storyline that I think, uh, well, not even storyline. It's the character. It's the character of Byron, the way he's written and the way he's acted, are all coming together in this mess. <laughs> Rubbish. It is. It's it's like I said. It's kind of ruining it for me. I was very happy that this season was size, and if it's going to be about this little. A hair cult. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should call them, the hair cult. <laughs> I know, I was wondering how you would react to Byron, because I knew you were excited yeah, about the storyline. Yeah, it, that was what my worry was, because I knew Byron was coming, and he was getting closer and closer, and you were getting more excited. <laughs> and he's just... Uh, uh, such a letdown. <laughs> oh, God. 
And then Bester has to come, and it's just going to be, ugh, firing uh, Bester. I just hope that things will get better for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the Lita, uh, Sheridan's enjoying the moment, and Garibaldi's right about using telepaths. Jakar's made a revision, so he has to get everyone to sign it again. And this, I thought this scene was kind of bad, too. <laughs> I don't know. I like the fact that Jakar's actually, you know, it's better. And so a speech that personally I think is really cool and, you know, is it says something great can be improved upon. And we don't know how much better it is. It just leaves me with this idea of, yes, he's written this epic thing that will become legend. Mm. I guess. I mean, they were able to tell really quickly that it was yeah, better. Yeah, it was just one glance. Yeah, oh, it's better. yeah close. Mm. <laughs> Their writing is more legible. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I could see how... I could see that. Like, you know, nothing is ever perfect. So, like, you know, any any great work of literature or something that we look at, it could always possibly be better like there's always that that thing that could be changed that would be like oh my gosh this is even better than it was before you just don't know it until it's happened like until someone has written it and so yeah like this was I liked it mm. yeah just that they should be the last time because uh, then I they're gonna have so. to keep signing it he's <laughs> <laughs> revising like for the whole season oh sorry found <laughs> something else Probably why he was on Centauri Prime when he killed, um, when he and Londo strangled him. So he was trying to get Londo to sign. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, it's been 2,576 times. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I've just had a thought. And that's what the monks are doing a thousand years from now. They're... Just needs one more <laughs> revision. <laughs> They're reading every single version. Yeah, and rewriting it because that's what the great Takar did. So every single version of that new Bible they're producing is a new version of the um, Declaration of Principles. So, yes, yeah, so Lita goes to see Byron. She wants to hear some more of his ideas. Sigh. Oh, like sigh, S I. Does <laughs> <laughs> he like sit? Or he was like, come Bolt. on, please. Next time he wants her to do something, he doesn't say please. I'm calling him out. <laughs> if I remember, Bill Blair was an alien. Oh, the ranger guy. He is really handsome. <laughs> He's Bart Johnson. Bart Johnson. That's awesome. Yeah, born in uh, born in L.A. That okay. really does sound like an act name. It's kind of. <laughs> The, um, oh, his real name is Barton Robert Johnson. Barton? I've never even heard <laughs> of that name. I've only heard that as a last name. Barton Fink? I suppose you've got Clint Barton, uh, uh what's it, Haw Hawkeye, so maybe he was named after Hawkeye. Meerkat was Daniel Bryan Cartwell. He was in an episode of Dex, uh, I'm sorry, Six Feet Under. Is that Meerkat or the person that was calling out for Meerkat? Oh, Meerkat. <laughs> Who was the person coming out from Meerkat? Oh, was it? It, oh, it doesn't matter. 
there's a Birchin, Birchon, there's a Billy Refugee, Rachel Galvin. Anyway. Hmm. So do we have any quotes? Yes. Yep. I have a quote from Londo and Jakar. Londo says, I would remind the Drazi ambassador that the Centauri Republic has already signed the declaration. Jakar. And if the Centauri Republic can sign it, anybody can sign it. Londo, that's right. Nah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I would love, love to quote Jakar's uh, declaration, but I don't think I could do it justice. If Will's not going to write it as a clip, when I hear your edit, I'll be adding it. Um, so it will go in one way or another. The universe speaks in many languages, but only one voice. The language is not Narn or Human or Centauri or Gaeum or Mimbari. It speaks in the language of hope. It speaks in the language of trust. It speaks in the language of strength and the language of compassion. It is the language of the heart and the language of the soul. But always it is the same voice. It is the voice of our ancestors speaking through us. And the voice of our inheritors waiting to be born. It is the small, still voice that says, we are one. No matter the blood, no matter the skin, no matter the world, no matter the star, we are one. No matter the pain, no matter the darkness, no matter the loss, no matter the fear, we are one. Here, gathered together in common cause, we agree to recognize this singular truth and this singular rule, that we must be kind to one another. Because each voice enriches us and ennobles us, and each voice lost, diminishes us. We are the voice of the universe, the soul of creation, the fire that will light the way to a better future. We are one. We are one. I've got another Jakar quote uh, when he talks to uh, London, when London's nagging him about uh, his spelling. It's go, go away, oppress someone else. Yeah, I had that one too. Um, I have the, it's a longer quote, but, um, it's an exchange really. Uh, Sheridan, what about the Pacamara? They have an outpost just a couple of jumps from there, an agricultural colony. It produces far more food than they need. Maybe they can help. Jakar. Jakar? Oh, sorry, I was modifying Clause 12 of the Declaration of Principles. I was thinking that if I could make it more linguistically suitable to the Drazi, they might be opening to, open to signing it. Londo, great maker, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Pakmara have a food colony? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, because apparently... Agricultural colony. Because apparently, the only reason they're carrying eaters is because it's a religious thing. Okay. Um, I can't remember where I read that, but I read that somewhere <laughs> that <laughs> they don't have to be carrion eaters, but they can be, and it's kind of part of um one of their religions. 
Um, my quote is kind of long, but it's from Hamlet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's what a piece of work is man, how noble in reason, how infinite in faculty, in form, in moving, how express and admirable, in action, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god, the beauty of the world, the paragon of animals, and yet to me, what is the quintessence of dust? Man delights, not me, no, nor woman, neither, though, by your smiling, you seem to say so. Quintessence of dust. My favorite phrase. Mm. <laughs> but he didn't say the dust part in the episode. No. No. He just he said it much dicks. better. Well, <clears throat> much better. <laughs> I have a Garibaldi to Lita. You do this for me, and I swear I will never ask you for anything again. Until the next time. <laughs> Uh, at least Lisa kind of like that kind of the half smile of yeah. yeah yes. I, know, I knew you know you're going to ask me again, but at least you're honest enough to say it. Yeah, we know there's always going to be a next time. Um, who is our human of the week? Definitely not Byron. <laughs> he will never, ever, ever be. I yeah, predict I that now. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> how about the the blonde girl that goes up and strokes Byron when he's talking to Garibaldi? <laughs> no, okay, no. Lita, I don't know. I'd like to give it to Lita, but she didn't really. Uh, I, I say she did some stuff, but she didn't really quite do enough. I don't think for Human of the Week anyway. Oddly, Sheridan did a fair bit this week, I think, and. They did it kind of well. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> feel strongly about anybody. Sheridan's fine with uh, me. Yeah, Sheridan will work. He hardly ever uh, gets nominated anyway. Yeah, let's give it to him. And what about Alien? Jakar. I, I think so. Although he gets it far too often. But he deserves it. That's the thing. He but there's really nobody else. Really? Yeah. I mean, Pedrazi don't get Pedrazi. it. For being... Pedrazi, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so now let's rate this episode. Guest, <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, no, sorry. Heidi, how about you? <laughs> oh, man, usually the guest gives me time <laughs> to collect my thoughts and decide. Um, Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. Uh, I don't like Byron. I am with Beth and I'm disappointed, although not as disappointed as her because she was really, really looking forward to all of this sci stuff. Um, I am just bored by it. And uh, I did like uh, the Jakar part, uh, but that was almost it. (laughs) I don't know if I felt as strongly that I really disliked it as much as last week. And I can't really remember what I gave last week, but um, I think I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of ten. Hello. Heidi. Come back, Heidi. <clears throat> I will, while we wait. Beth, six and a half out of go. ten, what? This is so suspenseful. <laughs> <laughs> have to wait four months to find out what happened. Um, actually, despite all my complaining... I actually kind of like this one. Um, I like the Lita stuff and I liked the idea of, oh, um, 
the idea of getting more into the size stuff. Like, okay, should we use the size? How should we use the size? Let's talk about the morality of using the size. Um, and I liked the whole conflict with the Drazi kind of. Um, so the negatives didn't outweigh the positives for me. So I'm going to give it 7.75 Pinterest tutorials for scrolls. <laughs> nice. How about you, Ian? Well, this episode has Byron in it, so it can't be <laughs> rated too high. Um, however, it's got Lita in it, which is always great. She's always brilliant on most episodes she's in. And there's that speech by the Dakar, which I absolutely love. And the rest of the episode is pretty good as well. So Byron doesn't actually drag it down too much for me. I'm going to give it something that I um, I completely forgot my rating system because I had it a couple of minutes ago. Um, oh, well, I'll just go for um, 8 out of 10 deathbed scans. Hey, guys, I'm back. Um, hey, uh, we <laughs> finally get to find out what... The full rating was because we heard six and a half, was it out of ten, or was it six <laughs> out of ten? It was six and a half out of ten. Um, no one destroys a white star and gets away with it. <laughs> okay. Beth, what did you give it? Because I need to know. Oh, Pinterest seven, scroll uh, tutorials. Oh, 7.75. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. Like uh, the positives outweighed the negatives for me, even though there was okay. negatives. Mm. And for me, even though Byron was yeah. on it, you know, had a great speech and Lita was on it, essentially. So I gave it eight. All right, cool. I'm all caught up. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was so bored by this episode. I was, <laughs> I just didn't really care. I, mean, I don't like any of Byron. I don't like the way he was treating Lita, even though he was trying to help her. Uh, the stuff with the council, I thought was kind of weak. Um, yeah, the whole Drazi storyline. I don't know, I guess I saw it a million miles away. Not that predictable is always bad, but um I don't know, it was just kind of there. So I'll give it six out of ten online searches. Online spell check, sorry. <laughs> hmm. Uh total seven point oh six most of the season. So with your rating from last week, what did last week's episode total? Oh, I ended up getting a 7.46. Okay. Uh, we're back in um, season one, two area for now. For now, hopefully it'll get better. <clears throat> so, uh, let us all check this <laughs> feedback before. Uh, I messed that up. <laughs> anyway, let's go to feedback, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode. Um, uh,. Where are we? Okay, yeah, first we have a comment from Board99. Board says, As I think Heidi and Elizabeth may have detected, Byron and his followers are not JMS's most beloved creations among Babylon 5 fans at large. The first time I saw Season 5, I basically agreed with that. However, when I rewatched Season 5 last year, I found that I now quite like the telepath plotline. Part of it is that I'd encountered in the interim the story that JMS was modeling all this on his involvement in a cult earlier in life. Uh, once I started to think of Byron as meant to come across as creepy and dangerous, 
especially in its interactions with Lita, the story became a lot more palatable. As such, it's actually a nice subversion of the heroic resistance to Psychor that the show has led us to expect. The hair is still, expletive deleted, ridiculous. Though. <laughs> okay, so we're Thanks supposed to, we're supposed to dislike Byron. That's kind of good. He's supposed to be the Joffrey of this show. <laughs> are we supposed to dislike Bester too? Yeah, we are, right? Okay. So the only Psy we're actually supposed to like is Lita. And earlier on, Talia, but that kind of got changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, also... We need more likable size. Yeah, but the only other two likable size were the mute one that's uh, saved everyone in the first episode this season and um, the side for the first season. Yeah. I, I can't remember that. her name. Yeah. Alina and they're both gone. or something or... I'm not sure. But she's probably still on uh, member. I wish she died during the Civil War. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> What happened to all the other, like, ambassadors from other worlds? Were they just mm. huddled and protected? I don't know. I bet they were, on Earth they were definitely assassinated. Wow. Good thing that, yeah. Anyway. Um, next email is from Lori and Carl. Um, I can take it. You want to take that? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, hello, ambassadors, commanders, and visitor. I'll be interested to see if our thoughts are more in line with yours this week. Once again, we did not have Captain Lockley or Clarence. He must still be hard at work getting her up to speed on station business. And now for our commentary. The Drossy are back, but are they green? green, Purple? (laughs) A new color? I guess they're purple. (laughs) No one ever says. Hmm. (laughs) Sheridan still has the beard and it makes him look really tired. (laughs) Carl is glad to have Garibaldi back as himself. We really need him there with Ivanova gone. The telepaths in Down Below are still creepy. Where are the others who were on the White Star? Was the Ranger the only one that survived? Oh yeah, good question. The Death Tunnel to the Light. Carl says WTF. This episode did not start high and is losing points fast. (laughs) Sheridan does a good Londo impression. How is the White Star completely trashed? This means a lot of firepower or shadow tech. Carl says they should send all the White Star fleet equals right before Delenn said it. So Carl agrees with her strategy. He also says the Drazi are definitely involved, and they were. Did the other newbies see all the obvious plot twists? Uh, I only, I mean, as soon when the when they left the camera in the hallway after Sheridan left and. I knew the Drazi was going to come out and it was going to be a thing. But up until then, like, I didn't think the Drazi were involved. I don't know about Heidi. No, it never crossed my mind. Okay, uh, the telepaths are not in a position of power. Carl cannot figure out why Byron is being such a jerk to Lita. He is calling Byron the High Sparrow. <laughs> it's Game of Thrones, right? He is also using Lita, but not necessarily a good cause like Sheridan. The ancient scrolls first signing were a cool prop. We need that in the office. <laughs> mm, yeah, you're actually right. He's actually far more high sparrow like than uh, Joffrey like. So yeah, yeah, I think we might have to keep that in mind. Overall thoughts: everything was way over the top. Even the normally excellent exchanges between Londo and Jakar. Carl thought this is the worst episode of B five he has seen. He has not seen all season one. Okay. Quotes. Oh. uh... If this, and if the Centauri can sign it, then anyone can sign it. And Londo, make that two drinks. 
Um, Lori's ratings, 5 out of 10 scrolls to be signed again. Human, Garibaldi, Alien, Jakar. Carl's ratings, negative 4. <laughs> we have a negative 1 for the season. Wow. Uh, Obi-Wan, you are my only hope. Ship, the white star that partied too hard. <laughs> Species and Feely, Mr. I just came from stage acting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Human, that one douchebag telepath. No, wait, all of them. Death, go into the light, random range number three. The episode lost two points on that. <laughs> plot, Sheridan is actually an evil overlord. Subplot, plot hole, how did they take down a white star? What happened to the other people on the white star? Wooing relationship, Londo and Jakar bickering like an old married couple. Fauna, man. <laughs> <laughs> Melodramatic moment. I'm so sorry, G. Willikers. I promise I will never do it again. Drawsy. Comedic moment. Go away, repress someone else. Actor, no one, just disappointed. Camera work, too many super close-ups. Carl's headcanon, this episode never happened. Oh. Well, it's yeah. not bad. If it never happens, then... Oh, I can't say anymore. I really can't. Yeah, I think, yeah, I could really kind of skip this episode, I think. <laughs> uh, next email. Oh, thanks, Lori and Carl. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Our final email is from Melanie. I can take this one. Hi, down below. As always, I had a lot of fun recording last week. Thanks again for giving your listeners the chance to join. Here are my thoughts on A Paragon of Animals. Or, as I like to think of it, the voice of the universe, because sometimes the German titles are easier to connect to the episodes. Okay, yeah, that really is. Uh-huh. And unless I know the episode number, those are the titles I have to know to find them among my DVDs. I think maybe I'll switch the, the title. Voice of the universe. <laughs> yeah. I like that title better. That's um, yeah, we'll look at the German title for next week's episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's really quite telling of how much of Byron's storyline I had just forgotten. Until he was giving his speech, I couldn't remember the reason for the English title, but I sure didn't forget about Jakar's Declaration of Principles. However, Byron does have two points. Why don't we hear more about telepaths on the run from the Corps doing regular work? Last season, we saw Lita's trying to find someone who would hire a telepath who wasn't with the Psychor. Wouldn't it have made sense for her to try to do something that wouldn't involve reading people's minds? His other point is that our main human characters have not been treating Lita well. That shocked look on her face when Sheridan actually thanks her for helping to save thousands of lives is quite telling. That brings me to the story I will rewatch this episode for. I have certain tropes that will make me overlook most flaws no matter how many times I see them. That ranger getting back to Babylon 5 to warn them about the attack on the Infili homeward, homeworld is one of them. The fact that it ties in with Lita's story and we get Jakar's declaration of principles during his final appearance certainly helps. I love the scenes with Londo and Jakar. Everything they say is worth quoting. Jakar is a good speaker. Sheridan was right about that. And that's why he should have been the one to read his whole declaration. Early on, Sheridan said that the Alliance is about something. That line made me a bit sad since it reminded me of Susan. This isn't some deep space franchise. This station is about something. Mm. Human of the week. Unnamed but not forgotten ranger. Alien Jakar with Londo as a close second. Rating 8.7. Bonus for Jakar's declaration of principles. 0.45. It would be my usual 0.5 if he had read the whole thing. The 0.05 is there because I want a 5 somewhere. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Final rating, 9.15 Rangers. Um, <laughs> the quote... I don't think we've done this one. Uh, Londo, I would remind oh, the Drazi... I, I did that one. Oh, you did that one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, And then Jakar's... Yeah, I did that one. Okay. So thank you for those quotes. And Melanie says, best regards, Melanie, the Krakovian beer fan. Thanks, Thanks Melanie. Melanie. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks for all the feedback. Hang on. Didn't some people also <laughs> comment on the Facebook? Because I, I seem to remember something on um, this episode's um, trailer. Wasn't that me? Oh. I think... Um, <laughs> Uh, Heidi was one. I don't think you were. Laurie commented to me, but it wasn't actually talking about the episode. Uh, no, no, it was you commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah, I just said something about that if Ivanova was there, that this wouldn't have happened because she would have uh, taken the Drazi and told them what to do. Yeah. All right. So, are we ready for predictions? Let's do it. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> So we're off next week, but in two weeks we'll be back with episode four, A View from the Gallery. Well, they go to an art gallery on okay. uh, Mimbar, and there's lots of triangles. <laughs> and uh, this gallery sits atop a high mountain, which is also triangle-shaped, and there's a view from the gallery. Okay. okay. Very literal interpretation. One, possi- one possibility. And um, one type of gallery. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we need to get back to Captain Lockley a bit. Locksley? What is her name? Lockley? Cat Grant? Lockley. Yes. <laughs> I think we need to get back to her and Clarence. That'd be good. Um, so maybe... Woo! Um, what kind of gallery could it be? Like, a viewing gallery of what, like, in a hospital? Or like... Um, I don't know. Sky battles, <gasps> like like sports events, but with size. So that could be it. Um, no, I don't know. I think it's like a more of a station overview type of episode, maybe with Captain Lockley. Anything else? Any other ideas? Um, Zach's gonna be in it, and and maybe Veer. Veer, sure. Not Lanier. Linear is dead to me right now. And I don't know if we're going to have another Byron stuff. I think... I hope we take a break from that. I hope so. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I kind of feel like maybe there's going to be a little lead Byron stuff. But I really have no good predictions, so... Those were uh, predictions. They were fun predictions. Overall, Beth, do you think Byron's going to die? Oh, Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I hope Fingers so. crossed. <laughs> I don't. I think I want Bester to die more, but at least Bester has an excuse now. Yeah. Sort of. Doesn't excuse I mean, him he for did it. Try to do it, but at yeah. At least there's some thought behind it, I guess. Like in yeah. the writing. I don't know what it. Byron's reason is. Yeah. Um, who Byron reminds me of? Gaius Baltar. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like but it's a Gaius Baltar's a three-dimensional character. Well, yes, but 
if they actually developed Byron, I feel like he could be the Gaius Baltar character. Like, in season, is that three or four, when he's, like, got his little cult of women? I hated that plot line. (laughs) So so it doesn't bode well for, well, like, a very fleshed out character. And I hate that plot line. This is not going to go well. Um, um, Sure, yeah, I think he dies, sure. Um, But maybe Lita kills him. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Prediction. All right. Are there any, like, upcoming commentary-esque episodes? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, in some ways, next week's might be interesting, but in other ways, it might be too similar to past episodes where we think it might be a good episode for commentary, (laughs) but... It doesn't turn out to be one. It, it's one of those ones where it's interesting, but uh, you, you see, I'm trying not to spoil you here. Right. But, oh, I mean, it's a bad upgrade. It's better. When, right, when we get to a... Yeah. Um, there, there's an episode that at some point I think you should do. Um, oh, I see several in... Um, in the rain of one another that I think you'd like um, as common trees um, and then eventually you have to do a common tree on season nine. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with a view from the gallery, but until then, goodbye. Be seeing Bye. you. Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming around Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Listening to the sound of my tears Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your eyes
There's nothing I can do A total eclipse of the heart Once upon a time there was light in my life But now there's only love in the dark Nothing I can say A total eclipse of the heart
for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. <laughs>